Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Sam and Mike, yeah, the Renderos brothers, back at it again. Um, how's everybody doing? Uh, no murder hornets have gotten you, I see. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Staying away from all of them, I hope. Yeah. I mean, dude, I, you know, so, um, yeah, I ended up buying a, a Hot Wheel toy for the first time in my life as an adult. Yeah, yeah, what I was asking you about uh, off of Mike right here before yeah. we got started. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a pretty dope Hot Wheel. It's the Bugatti, the 2016 Bugatti uh, Chiron. Uh, I had to. I had to. It's one of the cars that I had to buy in Grand Theft Auto, the version of it. Yeah. And I had to get that little toy. It's one of my favorite cars look-wise. Yeah, it looks fucking badass. It's a really nice, really uh, nice I remember when there was the Bugatti Bayron, and they were pre- uh, showing it on uh, Top Gear, when before Top Gear became lame. Was it the episode where he races the jet? No, no, it was the one where he did the Nordburg, Nord- oh, Nordburg ring. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and he hits like a, what, like 220 or something? Yeah, he hit two twenty. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. two uh, two fifty two on the on the straightaway. Yeah, just crazy fucking uh, crazy fucking it's speed. Really crazy aggressive speed, and then, and then it also had the uh, the air brake like and it would lift up the panel. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. The, the spoiler or whatever it's called. I'm not even sure. I'm not a car guy, but like I like the look of that car. Yeah, spoiler. Yeah. Spoiler's a wing. It was like one of the, it was like uh, one of the cars that I would buy myself if I had the money for it and could afford it would be the Nissan GTR. I just like the look. Oh, of really? The, I like the look of the GTR, ah. and it was from Top Gear. And if I would have yeah, never, I've seen, yeah, I've seen it. On, I've seen that episode, but I'm not too too fond of that car for some reason. Okay, because yeah, I, mean, I know a lot of people like like the skyline. And yeah, I'm just well, like yeah, the skyline is the same. It's practically the GTR, but it's the, oh, the first it, version of it, right? But it wasn't released here. Yeah, and so like whatever. I mean, it's like, like I, Jap- I think it's a Japanese car. I think it's only in Japan. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Japanese but, always get the good stuff over first. Here, over here, the competitive car for that was the Supra at the time. You know they get hentai. We got no. <laughs> yeah, true that, huh? <laughs> Fucking hentai. Uh, you know, whatever floats your boat. I have no, I have no judgment, honestly. Uh, so I um, <clears throat> wanted to start off with what I watched. First of all, yeah. What did you watch anyway? I uh, what's watched. The week, uh, what's the the week's watching? Been? The week's watching for me was Spaceship Earth, the documentary on Hulu about oh. uh, the eight people who decided to spend two years locked inside of a biosphere that they built. Like the fucking movie, like yeah. just staying in a, staying inside the biosphere. Yeah, and it, it was a real life thing. Like we were kids. That's crazy. Uh, so they the, made a yeah. That just, I just, only the reason I remember is because of the Polly Shore. Wait, Polly Shore. But yeah, Polly Shore and uh, the other actor, yeah, uh, uh, the Baldwin brother. That nobody. No, no, no. It's not the Baldwin. It was the Baldwin brother. Or wasn't it a? Wasn't it a Encino man? No, no, uh, no. Uh, Polly Shore and Stephen Baldwin. I think it's Stephen Baldwin. I think they end up in bio. It's called Biodome. Yeah, I know the name okay, of the movie. okay. It's based on the event of Biosphere Two. So Biosphere is uh, this is from Wikipedia. That's bio- Biosphere Two is an American Earth Science uh, System Science Research Facility located in Oracle or Arizona. It was originally constructed between 1987 and 1991, and has been owned by the University of Arizona since 2011. Its mission is to serve as a center for research, outreach, teaching, and lifelong learning about Earth, its living systems, and its place in the universe. So, initially, it, like you start off this documentary, you see these fucking hippies. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're like, oh man, we like banging each other. That's not what they Let's were saying. Go inside of a room but, and stay there. <laughs> but they decided to start a commune. Uh-huh. So they started a ranch. Um, and through their work on the ranch and like, you know, farming their own food and raising their own animals and like living together. Yeah. I'm assuming they're sleeping around because if it's a commune, 
yeah, you're all, all in the fucking so close. Everyone's got their hands in the cookie jar. Yeah, exactly. And whatever. Um, and so then they decided to take it one step further, and they built a ship. Yeah. And started traveling the world on this ship that they built. And uh, somehow through their travels and everything, they met a, a rich billionaire oil uh, magnet, part of a family, one of the biggest families in, in America. And uh, they decided, you know, hey, man, we can, we can, we're going to be traveling to space. We're going to be colonizing the world. Uh, why don't we build a fucking biosphere? And uh, that's what they decided to do. They built this biosphere and uh, decided to have a closed system because they were like, well, we already live on a closed system. Therefore, we should have a closed system because that's how we're going to have to live on different colonies in space. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So just trying to mimic, they were trying to mimic that? Yeah, they were trying to see how they could build a self-functioning uh, facility to be able to, you know, continue, like, space exploration. Like, when we land on Mars and we decide to colonize Mars, we'll have these biospheres, like, set up to do so. Yeah. Uh, a couple of problems, though. Um, a, Earth is not a closed system. Um, it, it can be, if you look at it from a certain perspective, but because we get our energy from the a sun. closed System. So basically, uh, there's closed systems and open systems. Closed systems means that everything that happens inside of those systems gets yeah. their shit from everything within that system. So like, ah, okay, okay, within the solar system. Yeah. So like, let's say our uh, yeah, but the thing is like, we're getting energy from outside, right? Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. sun. It's not yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's we're thriving. Yeah, shit. yeah. So we're not a closed system. But I like where their heads were at. These yeah, hippies yeah. that have no exciting. scientific experience whatsoever pull this off, right? Yeah. And uh, the only a good idea. The only thing is, is that it was kind of this weird kind of rich people like deciding what it should be in order to make money, and these people who are really curious about like being able to set up humanity for the future potentially, and it just everything that went wrong that did go wrong things that were lied about by certain people that then caused other people to make other moves. It was it was fascinating. It was a fascinating documentary. Not the greatest material in little, the grand scheme of things. A little slow or something? A little slow in the beginning. When they finally get into the biosphere aspect of it all, it got a little bit more interesting. But unfortunately for me, it still came up short. The music wasn't tight. It, the, the selection that they had for the music was just... I mean, I get it. It's a documentary. You don't have the money for it. Yeah, a little bland. So it came off a little bland, a little boring. Some of the interviews were just kind of like, okay, I don't care about what this person's saying. Yeah. And then Steve fucking Bannon's face makes an appearance. Steve he, Bannon. Steve Bannon, Trump's fucking uh, boy <laughs> and shit, fucking pops up. I'm like, I can't believe I got to look at this ugly motherfucker's face. <laughs> And what, the, what was he in it for? Uh, he basically took over the facility once once the oil magnet got sick and tired of the excuses by uh, the head guy whose name was John Allen. He felt like he was just dicking him around, but and so he he basically had him kicked out, kicked out everybody, fired everybody, and had Steve Bannon take it over, and they turned it into like a museum, basically. And then, uh, ah, okay. Eventually, it was gonna go bankrupt. The University of Arizona took it over in two thousand and seven, I think, and then officially took it over in two thousand eleven. Um, yeah, and they mostly use it to teach people about ecosystems on Earth now and shit like that. But I mean, yeah. like, it was a fascinating story because I genuinely thought NASA did this when I was a kid. You know, these oh, people okay, going okay, into okay. the into into the biodome. It turns out, no, yeah. it was just a bunch of it. It was a cult, I don't basically. Any of that. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I only remember, like, them being in there, right, being interviewed. Yeah. But I had no idea what it was about. I don't remember I had, the movie. I had no idea. 
Not even a spoof off of it, I, yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah, the the yeah biodome, but the thing was like the biosphere was real, like yeah. yeah. So this documentary was just an interesting. Look at that, that's crazy. Yeah, you watch anything? Um, I actually saw a series, uh, the Nicky Jam series, which is in an artist that I'm, that I was fond of before, but I'm a little bit more fond of now. Uh, seeing the struggle and and uh, the perseverance that he went through to to get back on top, essentially, or to get some fame, some notoriety, and. Uh, yeah, the, the the series is called uh, El Ganador. It's thirteen episodes. Okay, and it's well, really well done for what it is. What I thought it was gonna be, it surpassed my expectations. I don't even know who Nicky James is. Nicky Jam is a famous uh, reggaeton artist. Okay, and he started kind of started. I didn't have, I didn't know anything about his story, and um, from what I from what I gather is that he was he was uh, blowing up with Daddy Yankee at the time, and when they first started. Yeah, like but collaborating was, yeah, and but stuff. He, start, he got fucking. They started a group together. Oh, and then he got on fucking pills, drugs, and shit. And he was a hothead. So all sorts of all sorts of messes started to happen. And Daddy Yankee wasn't with all that. So he he went his own way. Well, of course not. Like I mean, it, yeah, it, it's it a business. Yeah, I but it shows be- uh, it shows the what how Nicky Jam pretty much just kept digging his digging a hole deeper and deeper for himself. Oh man! But always having that, always having that ladder. Just sitting by his side, he's just waiting to escape, essentially. But his he was so drugged up and so delusional with what's going on, yeah, that he his mind wasn't in the right place. But it shows the perseverance of how he gets how he fucking overcomes all the bullshit that he went through, and it's a lot of stuff. You know, I didn't expect for to see Thir- so much. Thirteen episodes, you said. Thirteen episodes. That's yeah. a lot. That's a lot yeah. to, to, to and, focus and, on. And at the end of it, it showed a concert with him and uh, uh, like a little, like a you know, a little. Uh, it's a. Spoiler, because uh, like a couple of songs, away end, giving away the end where they he's back with friends with Daddy Yankee. Now. Oh, I think I'm, if anybody knows, I'm assuming yeah, probably yeah. probably everybody knows, unless you don't know what the fuck reggaeton is and don't listen to that music. Yeah, like my brother. I, I listen. I I don't have a problem with reggaeton. Yeah, I, no, I don't either. I, you know, so, but I you know a lot of people. I'm I'm younger than you too, but a lot of people listen to that. Shit okay, you're not that much around younger. Me. Relax. <laughs> Three and a half years. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but fucking um, um, at the end of it, it's it just shows that that he just. It was like a, a ten year difference or thirteen year difference where he was just going through this, dude. And you wouldn't think that he would have come back. And I, me personally, I never thought that uh, anything like this ever happened to him. Yeah. I just thought I had heard of him already, but I didn't know that those were the struggles that 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 guy went through. It's yeah. a it's a good series. It's Interesting. Good series. Interesting. I mean, well, it's one of the things about addiction that has taken me so long to shift. Before, when people were addicted, I used to think that they were weak, that they were pathetic, that they couldn't they couldn't overcome this addiction yeah and because they wanted to be addicted and then you know as a science and everything that that i've learned and you realize that it rewires your brain you know it chemically changes the balance to want to need that and sometimes it can be so overwhelming for people that it's hard for them to escape ever since then my my perception of of addiction and how it functions is so different and and typically from other stuff that i've read and also heard Addiction comes from like you know childhood traumas and stuff like that. Traumas and, can and, help and solidify his, uh, that for sure. His he had a ton of traumas. Dude. Okay, it's, yeah, it's a good it's a good series. Childhood see, trauma, uh, genetic markers that are inside of the yeah. genetic code from the alcohol that may have changed within the family timeline, uh, and then on top of that, environmental factors you know that would go into it, mm-hmm. and you know just that's what it is. Uh, there was a there's I forget the writer's name. He was on NPR years ago. I think the movie A Beautiful Boy was based on his story. He talked about he was 14 years old, and 
one night him and his friends were hanging out and stuff in yeah. their house and they went downstairs to their parents' liquor cabinet, to his parents' liquor cabinet. And they opened up a bottle of uh, scotch. Dangerous. And uh, he opened it up and all his friends, you know, they took a swig and they're like, ah, oh, fuck, man, this is disgusting. You know, like a 14-year-old kid would normally, you would assume would normally behave. <laughs> yeah, and then he tried it. Shit is disgusting. And then he tried it and he said it was like candy. And he could not stop. He finished the entire bottle was just laid out after that. And he goes, and that's when my journey on uh, was struggling with Fuck. drugs and alcohol began right then and there. I just could not stop. And it took him uh, about a 10 to 12 year window of struggling with his own like demons or his own uh, chemical mi- imbalance yeah. to get out of that fucking hole. Yeah, because his taste buds would taste fucking oh, dude, deliciousness yeah. from fucking yeah. scotch. Huh? When, scotch when is I, disgusting. When I tried scotch, even as an adult, I was like, whew, this yeah, is rough. Fucking, yeah, I like whiskey, but scotch whiskey? <laughs> no way, man. It's disgusting. Just the taste of it. It's just, I can't. I can't do it. Can't do it, huh? Nope. I even had you know a, a limited edition bottle of Ron Burgundy whiskey. I gave you a try of it, too, and that, that thing was disgusting, dude. Disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not a big whiskey guy in general. Uh, as much as far as I'll go is like Jameson. Actually, Basil Hayden's really good. Basil oh, yeah. Hayden uh, Basil is a, a really fantastic uh, whiskey. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, I yeah, but addiction, man, it's just a fucked up thing. And now, like you know, when you see celebrities or young people like dying of that shit, it breaks my heart because it's like it happens a lot nowadays. Yeah, I mean, the opioid crisis in the United States has just fucking gotten out of hand and unfortunately we have very little answers from you know our leaders and how to solve it like and, and you know it, it's it's problematic and i know that they were trying to sue that one family that that uh yeah the, the one of the, of the one of the pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical companies yeah. yeah uh families and stuff they were trying to but sue i haven't them. heard anything about that I, it's gonna while, move huh? it's gonna move forward i think the lawsuit is gonna move forward they've been given the okay to move forward with the lawsuit, I don't know what's going to happen. That's up in the air, and we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, you know, lo- you know, a lot of people think like lawsuits happen because people are money hungry and stuff. You know, and they always talk about like that woman who burned herself at McDonald's and oh, tur- hot coffee. Yeah, and it turns out she sued only because McDonald's was like, "Fuck you." So she yeah, she gets yeah, the coffee, she she opens it up, and it spills on her and burns her third degree burns on her genital area, and. uh she called McDonald's and was like, listen, I know it was my fault that I spilled the coffee on myself. I get that. But for it to scald me, to, to give me third-degree burns, like, that's that's really wild. Like, I don't understand, like, why your coffee is so hot. So I'm just asking if you can help me take care of my medical expenses. And yeah. then they were, um, uh, they, uh, they were like, no, we're not, we're not going to do that. You're, you're on your own. And so she decided to sue to be compensated for that. Because it turns out that McDonald's at the time... I didn't know that. At the time, their coffee was as hot as 290 degrees. Why the fuck would you... Damn, that's crazy. So, and then they had 70-some-odd complaints at the time about injuries sustained by people who bought the coffee and spilled it on themselves. Yeah, of course. And so if it wasn't for this woman to, 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 to take the next step that she didn't want to take, she admitted, I get it, I spilled the coffee on myself. They would have never lowered the temperatures on their coffee, and they would have probably still had more complaints and more complaints and more complaints. Yeah, people would have been getting more injured more. Yeah, so corporations created this fucking, like, lobby system where people were like, oh, 
they're suing because they're money hungry, and that's not necessarily true. It's it's a it's a PR gimmick done by corporations in order to try to minimize their liability, you know, in public relations. Ah, yeah, okay. uh, which which is fucking wild. <laughs> yeah, well, that's money, man. Yeah. Money's a root of all evil, like they say. But other than that, uh, to get back to what we were watching, yeah. I also saw finished watching uh, Joe Exotic, which I've heard a lot about. Oh, Tiger King? Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Tiger King is a, it's in um, interesting. The guy's real like you want to stay there watching him and see what the hell's wrong with this fool. But you can see he's, he's putting on a show. Yeah, he's putting on the show, and on top of that, like the people around him, or he, you know, they're not good people. Like I watched a documentary, Tiger King, and my most disliked person was Doc Antler because it seemed oh, like yeah. he, it, he's, Doc Antle. Doc Antle, whatever. I, I used to, I fucking would follow that motherfucker on Instagram, dude. Would you? I didn't know it was him. Yeah. I just fucking seen a cool fucking picture with Tiger in it, and I was like, I'm going to follow this person. Yeah, yeah, Turns yeah. up it was that cocksucker, but I don't follow him <laughs> anymore. Yeah. 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 He just, it seems like he's running a, a, a cult, right? Like, just the way he approaches things. And that's how the documentary makes him seem. Obviously, like, we're yeah, just, just saying, just allegedly, story. everything we're saying is allegedly. Yeah. Um. So. But the dude's not fucking hurting anybody the way... Everybody else did it. Like I guess you know. You know he's I'm, the, I guess he's. I'm waiting to see what they found when they raided his uh, his, his 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 place. Right. Yeah. I didn't think anything came of it because he's still running his IG like whatever. Yeah. I so. mean, y- you never know. We, we see. I mean, they could have raided, and they're waiting for stuff to kind of land in the place. I I don't know because I know that 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 building didn't pass, so that just doesn't it doesn't leave any option for anybody to incriminate this guy. Yeah. Hey, you know, and uh, and yeah, but I mean, what a wild ride that thing was. Yeah. Another thing, also, if uh, I'm, were you a big fan of Community, the show? I I have not watched Community. Wow. I, I would assume that I would be a fan of Community. Yeah, me too. I think I, I would be a fan too. But I I've just, never seen it either. I just started watching Parks and Rec. Oh man! For the first time, like from Parks the and Rec jump, is badass. My wife and I are just got getting to season that's, three. That's a good one. I am dying yeah. out loud. I saw, I saw that. I saw that series by myself. Really good, man. Really, it's fucking fantastic, good. fantastic. Yeah. Really fucking well done. But um, community, uh, the it's I guess it's a really popular show. It's uh, it's out on Netflix now, and it's uh, yes, it is. it's becoming so popular that the cast is getting back together on a for a Zoom virtual table read for the episode cooperative polygraphy polygraphy. Excuse me. And yeah, if anybody wants to check that out, you gotta just you know uh. I guess go on their Instagram or uh, or you can even ask them also send like questions to them that they can that they're gonna answer because they're gonna do like a Q and A after okay. after it all. Yeah. But I heard that, and then I also heard that they might make a movie from the from the series. One of the to, to one of the, off or something. I, I know one of the jokes that Community has always had is six seasons in the movie, and oh, okay. um, you know they were canceled season five on NBC and was picked up by Yahoo, which. Wild that Yahoo would be the the place to launch your final season. So they did season six on Yahoo, wrapped it all up. Though they lost Chevy Chase because Childish Gambino, Ch- uh, Danny Glover, yeah. and um, you know, so because they were kind of focusing on their on their careers. Well, Chevy Chase going by Danny Glover back in those days, yeah. Childish Gambino now, yeah. Well, he's, he, he still goes Donald, by Donald. Don, he still goes by Donald Glover on Donald. like his on his acting stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, on his show Atlanta, he's not he's not Childish Gambino. I haven't he's seen Don, it. He's Donald Glover. I haven't seen um, it. I heard and, it's good. But it, it was funny because like I know they're gonna do this sixth movie, and yeah. Chevy Chase is not gonna be anywhere in this film. 
due to the fact that he was such a problematic actor in on on the set, That's which so. is Chevy Chase's alleged behavior on sets like this. Yeah, you know, I've, uh, he's I've had heard he, some stuff. He's always had a difficult career with people. He's always been kind of like antagonistic and just a, a, let's be honest, uh, what people would call a prick. And so yeah, no, uh, um, <clears throat> I guess their stage was next to Doctor Phil's stage. Okay, and uh, Chevy Chase would pop in and just fucking go up there and just fuck up the whole show just for the fuck of it. Because there's no there's the the hallway that's that that connects the, the buildings that connects the stages. Uh, they they don't you know you can get from one stage to the other yeah. just going through the hallway and if you're Chevy Chase no one's gonna tell you some shit right so he used to go in there all the time and fucking uh, just disrupt the show oh and people are trying to do their job man they don't have time for you yeah, yeah. well it's just something that uh I would hear that people would be annoyed of it ah I, can, I, I, I can imagine work, I hadn't worked for the show yet but once I started working for you that's something that I would hear about Chevy Chase I can imagine I if somebody is disrupting like a machine that's kind of going and you know it needs to be done by a certain time every single day. As they film this show, like yeah, you're gonna have you go in there and interrupt because you're like, oh, I'm I'm an actor. Look at me. Yeah, it fucking yeah, think not cool. Fucking, can do whatever they want. Yeah, I'm excited for Community. I mean, like, uh, good for them. Like, I'm I'm glad their fans are getting some closure. To, to, some closure. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully this movie happens. At least with the fact is that you know they're all willing to do this uh, Community Zoom show yeah, episode. Yeah, supposedly the whole it's the whole cast. Even uh, Donald Glover is supposed to be uh, joining them and all that yeah. stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, the only reason Donald Glover left was just because, like, he was really starting to take off with his music and really wanted to focus on other things. Yeah. And couldn't and couldn't do both. And unfortunately, sometimes you got to sacrifice things, right? But he was. What's crazy is I would, I would. He's one of the dudes I used to see all the time, and also Joe McHale. But I never saw Chevy Chase, not once. Really? Yeah, not once. That's funny. Um, I watched uh, at the recommendation of uh, Thomas, our friend. Of the show are who, by the way, on May 29th, check him out on Space Force. Uh, just I'm gonna put it out there. Dude. Right. I mean, shout like, out Thomas. Our boy is on getting it, getting it done. Recurring character on Space Force. Uh, I watched Jimmy O. Yang's comedy special, Good Deal, on Amazon Prime. How was that? I gotta tell you, man, that guy is because he's a first generation Chinese American, you know, born in Hong Kong, brought over to the United States, and so some of the similarities of just being raised by by a very strict kind of parental culture and being in America and about the whole pursuing your dream stuff, man, I was, I was dying laughing sometimes because of how his like father would treat him, uh-huh. you know, like he'd be like, Oh, you, you dumb. You're a dumb boy. You're a dumb boy. And like shit like that. <laughs> but you know, and, and it's like, but it, it, it was sort yeah, of, cause they're, they're a culture. They're, I guess they're expected of, Really high, or there's a high there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure. pressure to, there's a lot of pressure from the be you know above and beyond. And yeah, all sorts of shit. There, like that. It's it's about you know honor to the family and 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 making sure that you are yeah, pushing you yourself ask, for if success. You ask questions, or if you ask for help, you're fucking weak. Yeah, stuff, stuff like, like that. that. So like you know, which it's funny because like we were raised by you know I would say fairly conservative parents, fairly conservative. Yeah, fairly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sopping it up. <laughs> yeah. So our our dad was really strict. Our mom not so much. Our mom was just kind of like she was the balance maker. You might as well have been fucking girls, yo. What the fuck? Super treated us like we were fucking girls practically. And shit, the, the, how strict the, he was for a long time. You the, know, the, the, yeah, he loosened the, up as we got older. But as I got older, you're already practically at the house. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, like it just the when you hear the stereotypes of like, oh, you gotta. Boys are let to be boys, and girls, you got to, like, really control. Our dad was like, doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck what your sex is. 
you're fucking being under control of this house, yeah. period. And, um, it, you know, th- that's a conversation for a different time. But <laughs> I, it, made, it really made me relate to Jimmy Yang um, and his comedy because, like, there was a lot of relatability in terms of just, like, oh, a strict household that doesn't want you to pursue your dreams. They want you to f- do what they want you to do, right? He's yeah. like... He's like, we're gonna go to school. That's what you're gonna be. I went to school for economics. He's like, but I I don't want to do economics. Like, and I told my dad, I don't want to do economics. I want to do comedy. And his dad's like, what the fuck? And it's it's that kind of thing that I'm like, that's dad. Yeah, that was dad. You know, when we were doing when we were in the band years ago, like my dad would be like, I don't know why you guys are doing this. It's a fucking waste of time. Instead of like, go do your thing, see where it goes. You know, like he was constantly trying to crush shit. And so it, it, it's, it's taken a long time to get to the point of like, well, fuck it. I'm going to do what I want. Like, this is what I want to do. Like, I'm a, God, I'm a goddamn man, dad. I'm an adult. <laughs> I'm an adult now. Yeah. By the way, can you guys send some scrimps over? Yeah. I love scrimps. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Jimmy Yang's comedy special was fantastic. I, I had a lot of laughs. I can't wait to see um, what he's got coming up next in terms of comedy specials. I got to check it out. I haven't checked anything, anything uh, comedy-wise out. Okay. But I, I've, I've been wanting to watch him stand up. I've missed a few uh, stand up specials still, because uh, just you know playing video games, back to work. Yeah, that all gets in the in the way. Yeah, of course. But yeah, also with the uh, you're a big fan of Lord of the Rings, so that dude Andy Serkis, I think yeah. he played Gollum. Yeah, Andy Serkis played Gollum. He uh, also played King Kong in ah. in Peter Jackson's film. Well, he's gonna be doing a fucking uh, a little charity read of The Hobbit. <clears throat> To raise fucking uh, some money for this COVID stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be 12 hours long, which is crazy. And he's only going to be stopping to use the loo, according to his post. So There's just the bathroom breaks, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yep. But it, if anybody's gotta, interested, it's a 10 a.m. bank holiday this Friday. I tried reading The Hobbit, man. I could not get British through that. standard time. I could not get. <laughs> I haven't even seen the fucking movie. The I, heard, I, heard they're, I heard they're not good. I look weak. Well, because the thing is, The Hobbit's one book. I think I might have put on one and just, like, within the first 10 minutes fell asleep, and when I woke up, it was over. I really, I definitely remember that. I never went back to watch them, or any of them. I, I didn't watch them because of all my friends who went to go watch it before before I made the attempt. They were saying, don't go watch it. It is not Lord of the Rings. It is definitely dumbed down. Just lures you in and it, shit. Yeah. Yeah, Lord of the Rings is, is a magical fucking film. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I loved all movie. three. I loved all three pictures. And uh, they were saying, yeah, The Hobbit is just, it's painful. They were like, it's painful to watch just because it's kind of a mess. They're like, Martin Freeman, who plays Bilbo, is fantastic. They're like, but the rest of the film just falls short. And it makes sense. It's one book that they were going to do into two films. And then Warner Brothers is like, can you make it three? And Peter Jackson's like, I can try. Am I going to get paid? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And, and, and he said, yeah, you can get paid. <laughs> well, I'm going to try then. I'm going to do it. I mean, <laughs> Dude, Peter Jackson, to be able to convince them to do The Lord of the Rings in all three films at once, unheard that's of. That's fucking insane, yeah. When I found that out, I was like, damn, that's crazy. Unheard of. And, you know, so for them to then go, oh, yeah, dude, you made us you made us bank. Let's do The Hobbit. He's like, okay, well, let's do it in two films. I'm like, how about three? He's like, fuck yeah. More money. I'm going to throw Legolas in there, even though he's not part of the story. <laughs> yeah, throw him in there. I throw haven't him seen in there. Him, so I don't know what the that's fuck. A, I know that... I know that he's not part of the story because I've I've read half the book and stopped because I was so bored. Yeah, something I am looking forward to seeing uh, is, uh, I guess, uh, the new uh, the new the new season of American Horror Story. Um, the infamous Macaulay Culkin will be back back to the screen. Oh yeah, yeah. Is he gonna be like Home Alone? 
Nah, he's gonna have a crazy, uh, crazy scenes with uh, Kathy Bates. He's supposed oh, to have yeah. crazy erotic sex, multiple oh. scenes like that. Oh, good for him. Yeah, he said he was. Bo- uh, uh, he said he it was the role that he was born to play. Oh, I mean, dude, he's fantastic! Come back off of this one for sure. He might come back. My dude, up again. he he has been. I people remember, are gonna be watching because that's some fucking crazy shit to see. Yeah, but I mean, I, the thing was is like I remember when Macaulay Culkin, tra- you know, started slowly kind of working back in Hollywood. I watched him in a movie called Saved. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And he was great Mandy in that. Moore. Yeah, and he was great in that's that film. Movie, yeah. And so I, I was hoping that, you know, he'd get more shots. And so for him to come back, and I know that the biggest story is like, oh, he's having fucking erotic shit with Kathy Bates. I'm like, is he acting? That's what he wants to do? Fucking go for it, man. Yeah, exactly. Shit, are you fucking kidding me? If like, Ryan Murphy's willing to give him that uh, that chance. Then yeah, exactly. And, be- and believes in him for that part, to dude, do it. Yeah, do exactly. It. You might as well fucking do it. You might yeah. as well fucking jump into the fucking. Ocean. I mean, that's what acting is. That's what acting is. So I mean, like, duh. I'm like, you want you want you know. It's like a lot of actors who get like stereotypical roles. They they don't want those stereotypical roles. I mean, I'll take them if I was a if I was like, oh hey, you're you're, you're the weirdo. I'm like, cool. Mm-hmm. I'll be the best fucking weirdo ever. And if I were to get lumped into that weirdo role, fuck it. Guess what? You're still working. True that. You know what I mean? And I get it. You want fucking meteor roles. Then go for those media roles, but you know, fucking stick to what you're good at. Stick yeah, to what some, you're good some at. Some dudes don't uh, don't go for for big roles, but sometimes they they pick roles in movies that they stand out in, and then they just kind of go away a little bit. There's a an actor, uh, Clifford Junior, some shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's an actor that's like that. He comes out in in, movie, in big movies, small part, and then disappears. Comes out in a small independent movie kind of thing with a big role, and it's always good. He plays. He's a good fucking actor. Yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. I forget his last name. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, but, um, but he's in the movie Extract uh, with uh, fuck's this guy's name. Uh, I don't. You tell me. The dude from Arrested <laughs> Development. Uh, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. Yep. With him. I, I know who you're talking about. That movie Extract's good too. Yeah, Jason Bateman's really good. Can you can you believe he's been acting since he was a kid? Like yeah, Kurt it Russell. Me out. It me like out. Kurt he, Russell. He's crazy. Um. So they were talking to um, this from nice I- fucking Ozark that you mentioned that. Oh, dude, I still haven't watched Ozark. Oh man, fucking it up, fucking up, fucking up hard. Yeah. Uh, so uh, on IGN, they were talking to uh, creator Rob Leeford. Actually, uh, they were, he was being interviewed with Inverse, um, mm. and they were asking him about like a Deadpool slash X Force movie, and he says that Marvel Studios has zero plans to make a Deadpool three of any sort. He's like, they got zero. He's like, I don't know. Here's his quote. I don't know. Here's what people don't want to hear. But thank God I'm a realist. I feel like Deadpool, the movies, they've set sail. We've got two brilliant movies, and we live in a culture that's always look uh, that always looks forward because they're ever they're ever selling us it because all they're selling us is next, next, next. It's the fever. He goes, um, Yeah, that's true. He's like, so I, I just he doesn't he doesn't believe that they have plans. I mean, like I think Ryan Reynolds and the the director of the film they've been kind of like hopeful that they'll be picked up for something. But the Deadpool creator, because yeah, Ryan Reynolds wrote it, no, or something like that, or had a big, uh, big he a big, had he had a big role, big role in, in pushing in pushing made like getting that. it made. It was the role he was born to play. He was excited to play Deadpool. It was his favorite uh, comic book as a yeah. kid. And um uh or yeah and um he was supposed to be Deadpool in Wolverine Origins, which he played. But it was oh, obviously yeah. it was, was obviously not Deadpool. That shit was funny. Hey Deadpool, can you talk? 
Uh, yeah, oh, so, man. I mean, it doesn't look like that's going to happen, which is unfortunate. And I got that off of uh, IGN. But, yeah, oh, it's unfortunate man. that that's going to be, there's going to be no fucking Deadpool 3. I really, I really enjoy those Deadpool movies. Yeah, they were good, man. I like that. I like the scenes where, uh, I like the scene where he ha- gathers up his whole team. And then they go out to, to fight and immediately they all die. It was fucking hilarious. Well, so clever. Yeah. So clever but because... They that, they, for, I had seen that in a different movie that was not that popular. It's a fucking hilarious fucking movie and no one watches it for some, for some reason. It's MacGruber. MacGruber. Oh, with uh, Will Forte. Yes. Dude, that movie is hilarious, man. Hilarious, and that's where, that, that's where they got that from, I'm assuming, because a scene slightly like that happens. I think, like, when it comes to humor, it's all kind of, like, within the same realm. And yeah. Maybe, maybe they didn't, it, it, you know, mean to steal it. Sometimes that happens. Yeah, but, but, it, wasn't, you know, but yeah, it wasn't in a popular movie, so no one ever fucking, no one even knows about it. Like, the everybody Gruber. knows about, heard about it, but... Yeah, I know, who, I know what the fuck the you're talking about. The character looked like a fucking moron, because when I first saw it, I was like, I don't... When I first saw the previews, I was like, that looks like trash. But one day, just happened to be on, uh, fuck, on somehow. I don't know. I don't know where I was watching it. Yeah, you know, just uncensored version. It was hilarious, man. Yeah, MacGruber is uh, the character that Will Forte and uh, the SNL team created, and they would have like little segments of MacGruber. (laughs) And he was able he was able to talk to uh, Lauren Michaels and be like, "Yo, let's make this into a movie." And Lauren Michaels is like, "Sure, Mm -hmm. I got, I got, I got, I got high hopes." I mean, that's the reason that Andy Samberg, right? Like all the shit that he's been able to do with the Lonely Island and like SNL is because like he's had a great working relationship with those people, and I mean. And the Lonely Island's fucking hysterical. Those are, yeah, those are funny, man. You know, pop star. I mean, like pop star was okay, but there was a lot of funny fucking moments Outlandish, in that film. Very, yeah, very yeah. over the top, which yeah. is fine. Uh, you know, um, it just it didn't land. I like Hot Rod better. I think Hot Rod's just because it, it's more about the characters. Yeah. Instead of just like the, the one absurd. I like his one with Adam Sandler. So, uh, that's my boy. That's my boy. Not watch it. Oh, that one is fucking you ha- good. You, you, you said one. That even puts Adam Sandler back in that bracket of you're a fucking badass, bro. Yeah, you know, for me, uh, not the biggest Adam Sandler nah, fan. Oh, nah, man. I, why not? Because, uh, well, because after I watched him in Punch Drunk Love. I was going to say, that was, I was about to mention that. You're a big I, fan I, of I, that. Saw, I saw his range, like, in terms of, like, a dramatic acting. And so when he went back to comedy, I was like, okay, like, you know, you can still do meteor parts. Like, you're fucking good at this. You know, and then he did Spanglish and um, I forget the movie with Don Cheadle. Um, you know, he, um, but. After that, like, I couldn't see him the same for comedy, um, which, and then over time, I just felt like, oh, man, he's just, just doing the same. Are weak. I, I don't he's like, doing I don't the like same shit over and over again. I just got really tired of it, and so I kind of gave up on him. Like, I've been willing to kind of give him more of a chance, especially with Uncut Gems being out on Netflix, which I still haven't watched because oh, I heard, I, haven't seen I heard I it is it. an anxiety attack for two hours, yeah. which I don't know how comfortable I'm going to feel with that film because, I, you know, like the movie Babel, that movie fucked me up. I might, it's, I might, uh, I'm, I've, I've suffered anxiety for a long time, so maybe I might just <laughs> go for a fucking trip. Yeah, people, people were saying, like, everything that I've read about it and what people have said about it is, like, from the start, the editing, the music, the pacing, the writing, the, it just, it's constant, like, there's just stacks and stacks of pressure. Ends. I do know how it ends. So do I. I. I got a spoiler. So do I. I watched I'm a video so and I, and now um, I was watching a video on, on YouTube and it gave away the spoiler for it. Just out of just sheer basic uh, conversation. I was like, you sons yeah, of bitches. Nah, I was listening to a Joe Budden, the Joe Budden podcast. And okay. Joe Budden, he fucking. He spoiled it? Yeah, he spoiled it. And he's like, ah, and then he just fucking blow like, tells I, everybody I, to fuck off pretty much. Like, and, oh, well, you don't like it? Well, we'll stop listening. Uh, well, you know, the thing is, is, like, at this point in time, you live in such a fucking fast culture of like 
the movie comes out, you watch it, man, you finish it, you go on Twitter, you go on fucking Instagram, you post it on fucking Snapchat stories, and you're like, you're fucking you're on your Snapchat, and you're like, boom, oh, I can't believe it, it's fucking wild, and you ruin it for people. That's why, like, uh, the Russo brothers with uh, Endgame, they were like, put out a letter saying, like, please, please, please don't spoil it. Like, let everybody enjoy it for a week before you fucking ruin it, you know. Then. Ah, okay. And I, I think the fans, for the most part, were pretty good about it. You know, people who want to go watch the film were like, all right, I don't want to spoil things. That shit was really fucking good, though. Yeah, it just it feels really so long good, ago, man. too. Like, 2020, like, came around, you're like, the good old days. Yeah, well, coronavirus fucked a lot of shit up, man. Yeah, fuck, tell me about it. Crazy about uh, something I heard also. I heard that the U.S. Mint, that they released a new quarter for 2020 in February. Yeah. And on the back of it, there are two bats. Coincidentally, <laughs> you know, so is that a conspiracy or no? Or what, it's a coincidence. Know? Don't, yeah, fuck no, it. <laughs> no, you know, I gotta throw it out there, <laughs> but it's crazy. You know, it was, it was, it's uh, it was for the awareness of National Park of Samo of American Samoa, and they have a lot of fruit bats there, yeah. And that was the whole point of it to bring awareness, but you know, with the whole COVID bat shit, I had a fucking well, I mean, just the 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 thing is, like, people are fucking nuts, right? Like. They're like, oh, 5G towers, son. I'm telling you, dude, the 5G towers, they're fucking you up, man. They're fucking you up. It's a, it's it's all mind control and government systems trying to be put in place, dude, to fuck you up, they're to keep you held. Man, that 5G means you're reading your brain. Yeah, and it's like, do, do you know? Do you listen to the radio? They're giving you cancer. <laughs> when you're driving, you're fucking bombarded by ultraviolet rays. You're getting radio waves. You're getting cellular. You can say our fucking cell phones in our hand just alone. Yeah, everything just, around us essentially. You have fucking electromagnetic pulses coming through you, like shit from space that you don't—you're not even aware of. You're bombarding your fucking system at any given time. It's just—it's so insignificant. Yeah. You actually get more damage from light. Yeah, from setting the fucking sun and <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, because radio waves travel slower. The five G signal travels slower than fucking yeah, actual. The, shit, yeah, the frequency. Fucking, yeah. Oh my god, it drives me up the goddamn wall. I fucking love hearing that shit. I but, start laughing at them. <laughs> Uh, you know, and it, it sucks because the thing is, like, some of these people, like, there are some friends of mine that are fucking super, like, bright. And then they fucking fall into the category of, like, well, I believe mm -hmm. this shit. And you're like, are, are, you, are you fucking serious? Yeah. And you, you, it, it, you, it takes you aback. Yeah, you start to wonder, like, I thought... I thought, I thought you were cool, yeah, man. I thought your fucking feet <laughs> were on the ground, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Hey, we down here. We down here. Yeah. Yep. You motherfuckers. <laughs> the floor is hot, man. <laughs> Touch it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Another thing, uh, what's crazy in, in uh, that just happened, I guess, also, uh, is a few celebrities passed away recently over the weekend, like three pretty pretty big ones, all in one, all in from back to back to back, I think, or yeah, yeah. Two, two in the same day and one after that. Yeah. Which was a Little Richard, Andre Harrell. And Jerry Stiller. Yeah. Jerry Stiller, Ben Stiller's father, passed away at 92, if I'm... Uh, 92, yeah. Yeah. Uh, long... He, had, he fucking lived a hell of a life, for he, sure. He, for sure. He, he, was, he got big with his wife in the 60s for a comedy they did, and then uh, became popular again with the show Seinfeld. Um, uh-huh. And, and he's, I also liked him in King of Queens. Okay. He played the father in that King of Queens. I'm not a big Kevin James fan, oh, so man. I would not watch it. Oh, that's a good show and, he, too. and he seems like he's a nice guy. I don't want to say anything fucking bad about Kevin James. If you ever hear this, I don't think you're a bad guy. I'm just not a big fan of your stuff, and that's okay. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. I mean, long career. Wifey said that he's cool as fuck when she worked at the allergy place. 
he would he would go in there to, to bring his uh his his daughter I think it was one of his babies to get yeah. allergy shots and stuff like that because I guess she had allergies and uh, she said he was always super cool he'd leave the baby with her and fucking or, or he was getting allergies or some shit I don't fucking know but I just heard that he was a cool guy yeah, yeah, yeah. um and you know so and then we had little Richard yep uh you know uh one of the fathers of rock and roll like rock music would not exist how it exists if it wasn't for little Richard. Like, the guy was way outside of the realm of what music could be. Just the, 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 the stage presence, the music, the everything. Little Richard is the contributions to music cannot... You can never have a conversation about how important fucking music would, is without talking about Little Richard. I agree. I, you know? Um, I agree. I, I, I like the song from uh, the Predator movie. That was one of my favorites. Uh, You know, I mean, like Little Richard comes on, and I'm like, oh, that's cool, man. It's Little Richard. I'm not a big looking dude, but I'm not uh, a what? Say he's crazy looking dude. Oh, dude. I mean, because the thing is, he had a he he dresses. Yeah, he had had a persona. Like that's the thing, and he fucking really was like, fuck it, it. let's do it. That's the thing, right? It's the same thing like Lady Gaga when she first came out. I was just like really about the the crazy outfits she would wear, and then you find out she's super fucking talented. Like musically, and you're like, okay, it's all part of the stage presence, which is what Little Richard's thing was. Like, I'm, he's like, well, I'm, I'm the fucking guy. I'm yeah. the guy people are coming to see. Fuck yes. Yeah. And, and celebrities have to think that way. They have to think like they're the shit, and you have to, you have to have like some it, fucking type of uh, some of the most arrogance. Yeah, some of the most egotistical people are like, yeah. you know, famous folk. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and then that guy Andre Harrell. Yeah. Uh, I guess he was the guy who discovered Diddy. And also started the careers for Mary J. Blige and Jodeci. So I guess he was a pretty big deal in the music industry. Yeah, he was. Oh, a really big deal. Uh, he was, what, 59? He was a young guy. Yeah, uh, young. young. That's a fucking shame. Yeah, um, R.I.P. to all of them. Yeah, rest in peace R. to all R. of them. I sure. mean, it, the contributions that they've had. I mean, even Jerry Seinfeld with comedy. Like, the contributions that he's put forth in terms of, like, uh, you know, the humor and everything. It just, they, they, can't, they can't go without it. Yeah, you he know? used to make me laugh in uh, Zoolander. He's yeah, trying to take a piss. Like, come on, baby, just, just one drop. <laughs> oh man, oh, he's good. He's that good. I do like. Zoolander is one of my favorite comedies. Yeah. Just the it's, the, a, it's a fucking funny ass movie. Part two made it did it no justice. Part two sucked. I didn't watch part yeah, two because I was, was like, trash, you're 15 man. years too late. Oh, that, yeah, that's, yeah, that's typically how they I feel about that it, stuff. You should have done it the next year. It's the same thing with Anchorman too. Did not watch it because I was like, you are 15 oh, years too late. It wasn't good either. Yeah, I can imagine just yeah. because. You're hitting a mark. Like you watch that movie, you watch Anchorman, Part One, and you can tell this was made for this time period. Like yeah, it, of course. It, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of uh, fluctuation in terms of like where will this comedy live on forever and ever? I don't know. Personally, it's not you know Spaceballs or Blazing Saddle. Uh, you know, it's a mad, mad, mad world. Like that movie, like to me, still holds up. It's it, a it, mad, it's, mad, mad world. It's basically Rat Race. It's the original Rat Race. Where everybody goes for for months. I, I haven't seen Rat Race. Dad, I've heard of it. I know what it's Dad about. What Rat Race was about. I, I didn't know about Mad Mad Mad. Well, I do remember the the cover for it. It was the the artistry for the for the movie. Yeah, uh, Dad, uh, he rented it because he he said it was one of his favorite films, and uh, I remember I sat down to watch it with him, and I loved it. Yeah. I, I thought it was really funny. Okay. I thought it was fast paced, slapstick, and every, it just everything, just really well done for humor. And I was like, cool. I watched it as an adult, and I was like, I still enjoy this. You know, it's the same thing like Wizard of Oz. One of my favorite films of all time. Man, no, fuck that. Dude, cannot help it. 
I I the, I cannot help but to change the channel. <laughs> <laughs> really, you hate it that much? Yeah, I don't like it. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I remember watching the fuck out of it. Maybe because like, I get maybe because as a kid, I would get kind of creeped out of some of the characters. I think that's probably why. And it's oh, that's not gonna help. Yeah, no, that, that's why. I think that's probably what it is because I do remember being creeped out by some of the characters and their makeup and how they looked. Yeah, as a kid. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. The, the monkeys, so the flying to, monkeys, yeah, are so fucking terrifying as shit. Yeah, so I try not to even like watch that. Yeah, I've not had too many movies like fuck with me that much, except for uh, actually that's not true. Juon, the Japanese Grudge. I haven't seen that. That really movie. It to me for that side, movie but. to this day fucks me up. I'm gonna have to check it out. Then. Yeah, you. I'm gonna have to check it out because <laughs> I like scary movies a lot. Yeah, just the 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 symbolism of what what spirituality is to them and how they use that to tell this fucking story. You know, I'm like, fuck, man, it messes me up. It without without. Hesitating, I will say that movie messes me up. Ah, okay. yeah, and not a lot of movies do. <laughs> yeah, nah, fuck no, of course not. You know, you wouldn't think so. You know, we're adults and shit. No, yeah, like horror film wise. Yeah, at least. But, uh, the one that kind of freaked me out at first was um, ah oh, man, hereditary, her- hereditary, hereditary, yeah, hereditary. Yeah, but I recently saw it again, and it it, it didn't stri- it didn't strike me the same anymore. I did just, you look for all the the all the symbolism throughout the film? I did. Yeah, I did that. And then just some of the stuff that they were doing just made me laugh instead of like creeping me out like it did the first time. The time she's like bashing her head into the into the wall. Yeah. Like at first time I saw it, I was like, dude, that's fucking creepy. Yeah. And then I saw it again. I was like, uh, it just made me laugh. Well, because the it thing is, is that the the surprise of that moment yeah. is gone. No, the, the, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's still really well done. Still really well. Yeah, executed. That's a fucking excellent movie. If no the, one's seen it the first, for a first time, watch. The sound really... of her cutting her head off. With ah, the, yeah. Is it piano wire? Piano wire, yep. And she's just floating in the air. And so fucked me up. Um, my oldest. It's a lot of crazy fucking scenes that you wouldn't expect in 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 a movie. You know my 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 oldest, fifteen years old at the time, tried to watch it with me. We're sitting down on the couch. She was having a full bone panic attack. Yeah. I had I had to stop the film and go go hang out with your mom. We had just gotten the youngest dog, Mocha. We had just got him. He had him for a month. I was like, go hang out with, with the puppy. Go. Get out of here. Yeah. Don't don't finish this. I'll finish it. Where did, she, where did she stop? When the little girl gets her head knocked off? No. She stopped actually right at the end. Like, right as the stress of everything with Peter and him trying to escape uh-huh. his mom and all that shit. And she was like, it's too much. The sound. Because the thing is, like, sound messes with her a lot. Uh, it's part of her anxiety, I think. And so the sound of the moment plus the visual just amplified everything and just triggered something in her that was just like i cannot finish this which is fine uh, you know i mean everybody has things that they can't do and one of those things is like loud anxiety inducing sounds out the window that's crazy now uh it's a trip it's a trip to to to, to have a, a movie make you feel that way yeah that's that's just fucking too much all right and that's gonna do it for us to this week um you can find us at anchor.fm slash the Renderos Brothers. You'll find us everywhere there. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. We're on Instagram as the Renderos Bros. Um, leave a comment if you like. Leave a comment, you know, messages. Let us know what you think. Yeah, uh, maybe anything that we talked about, maybe you saw it. Let us know what you think about it. Uh, let us know of any stories that catch your attention. Hit yeah. us up. We'll try to bring them up on the show. Um, as always, thank you for taking the time to listen to us. You know, yeah, we truly appreciate that. Appreciate, appreciate the, the fuck out of it. The time you guys take to just uh, give us a little bit of support. It so it means a lot to us. Uh, thank you so much. As always, uh, we are the Renderos brothers. The Renderos bros. Uh, rest in peace uh, to Little Richard, Jerry St- uh, Stiller, and 
Andre Hall. Andre Wait, Hall. Wait, no, I'm wrong. It's Andre Harrell. Andre Harrell. I was like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're out, guys. Have a great week. We'll catch you next yeah. week with uh, more stuff, and hopefully we don't fuck up anybody's names. We're really good at that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> My bad. <laughs>